Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick. How are you, my friend? Pretty good, Jeff. How are you? I am doing well, thank you. It is a nice, crisp uh, mid-November here. So We are uh, literally chilling. <laughs> Hibernation weather. Yes, very much. So... Yeah, it's uh, hoodie weather is like now in full force. So every middle sc- it's every middle schooler's uh, time where they're like, my time has come. <laughs> Mom and Dad can get on to me for wearing my hoodie now. Like they did in June and July. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's good. It's it's uh, yeah. Definitely, uh, it's almost as if we almost kind of skip fall and we're going straight to winter. Right. So I saw somebody post. They said, um, they said, I tried my trial for winter and I want to cancel and, you know, my subscription <laughs> and go back to summer. You're right. <laughs> exactly. I don't Same. mind the cooler weather. It's just when the ice and stuff starts coming, that's. Exactly. That's yeah. just. A bit much. Yeah. Can we uh, can we do something else? Yeah. <laughs> can I see can, can I see the rest of the items on the menu? Right. <laughs> what are my other options? What kind of DLC we have coming our way. <laughs> as part of this exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a group on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh mercy. But no, uh, everything's good here. Everybody had a good week. Grayson's. Really enjoying her new dance studio that she's a part of now. And really looking forward to that. York's getting ready for his, his, uh, getting ready for his belt. Um, yeah, that's about it. Um, God, I could barely remember this week. It's that it's just gone. Like it's just yeah. going by Not pretty fast. Yeah. Oh, York got his first stick. So both kids are, uh, Going through their first, or have now had their first uh, shots for the vaccination, and uh, neither one. Just everybody's cool. A little bit of soreness, and that's it. So, work for me. And uh, oh, I got to meet York's friend Frankie. Uh, Yep, we went rock climbing at Climb Nashville on uh, the West location. So, not hashtag not a plug, but I guess kind of is. yeah, no, uh, Grayson had never been rock cl- indoor rock climbing. Actually, I hadn't done any rock climbing unless the small ones at like playgrounds. Thing. Right. But she, you know, she she's a little apprehensive at first. But man, I tell you what, at the first couple of times, boom, there she was. She fly, flying up to the top. Yeah. I mean, yeah, all those the kids they get nervous at first. And once they've done it, it's like, oh, yeah, I got this. <laughs> flew up to the top. And then, but yeah, it was great to have, you know, the, York, I guess, didn't know. I was like, hey. I was like, but if you want, because, you know, given at least three or four hours notice, but, you know, which could have been sooner, but we didn't really know if we were going tonight or, you know, Sunday morning. Yeah. So we, I said, but hey, if any of your friends want and are able to, I said, please invite them. I said, 
you know, definitely, you know, something that that can join us and want to join us, you know, more power. So it's like, yeah. So his, his friend Frankie uh, joined us. His, her sister is on a, on the professional, not professional is on a, uh, I guess, climbing team. So they do a competitive team. So mm-hmm. they do bouldering. So bouldering is basically rock climbing without the ropes. I mean, on the harness. But they're also like eight or ten feet tall, I think. It seems like that's the thing. But uh, that's what it sounds like, or what was sounds like what was described to me as somebody that knows nothing about this. Right. But they used uh, York, Frankie, and uh, Grace and I used what's called auto bullying, which is basically you just hook the little carabiner on, and it's like a retention thing. Mm-hmm. So it'll just automatically do it. So you don't have somebody, you know, manning the ropes, literally. Um, it's just automatic. It's like a motor up at the top. So it'll catch in and slowly lower you down. So, yeah, it's, they had a great time. It's not cheap, but it's, I mean, it's not overly expensive. It's just not something you could do like every day. Not like mini right. golf. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not, not like cheap like mini golf or going to the arcade. Even the arcade anymore, probably that cheap. But um but it's something fun to do every now and then. I think York's wanting to have his birthday party there. So we'll probably do we're looks like we're gonna probably be doing that. So yeah, everybody had a great time. I enjoyed watching. I wasn't foolish enough to do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling what you would have pulled. Oh pulled broke. <laughs> Strained, yeah. No, we. I know. I <laughs> the the kid even asked uh, those you know chickens like, are you are you doing? I go, oh no 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 no. I said, I know my limits. I know. I I understand how old I am. I'm good. <laughs> Thank you though. I understand the assignment. I, this is yes. all y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just your chaperone. <laughs> yep. I'm just here to watch. So. Yes. But no, they had a great time though. I would recommend it to. uh Anybody who who has kids that likes to uh, climb things, and you have to tell them to stop climbing, here you don't have to. Here's a good place for them to, I would say, run off some energy, but, you know, they can reach uh, higher limits. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's it's a fun place, and it wasn't too overly crowded for Saturday night, so I was, uh, I enjoyed that, too, because, yeah. Just a cool, crisp. Air said, exactly. No, stay home. Yeah. I tell you, tell you what though, I, you know, I joked with Ruth. I'm like, you think they give a Subaru discount? <laughs> <laughs> Man, we got there. There was like almost, I bet, ninety percent of the vehicles they were probably Subarus. I'm like, oh, this is where everybody comes to hang out. I feel go. like they have like it's a meetup here. Club. It's like a Subaru right. meetup. <laughs> got a Subaru. Like a bike. place to be. <laughs> yeah. It's like. <laughs> They have like bike clubs or bike bars and stuff like that. Yeah, this is where the Subarus go. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, at least we brought the proper <laughs> vehicle to this event. But yeah, no, it was, yeah, yeah, fun times so. though. Oh, that's cool. Uh, here, just kind of the run of the mill week. Of course, we had our final home game at work and just kind of froze at the end of it. My fingers were so numb. Like I had to go to the bathroom and I barely, barely was able to get the, you know, 
get myself where I could go because I couldn't yeah. even feel my fingers. Right. Uh, Yikes. Yeah. Nope. And then as far as Kyla, you know, she too had already had her shots. The big thing for her, she was tired. Like for that whole week, she was just just dragging for her and maybe slight pain on her, but mostly just being sleepy all the time. And then um, this week, you know, her report cards went in. Mm-hmm. Her biggest issue was, you know, she had turned she turned in all of her homework, but teacher claimed she lost uh, the paper. But then when she was given the assignments back out with their grades, she turned in the paper that she claimed to have lost. Just hadn't uploaded the grades. Mm. But but she finally did. And, you know, I was like, I told her, like, regardless of what the grades show on the report cards, we know you did your work. So, right. She just needs to do their job. Right. So, of course, it's math. I'm like, yeah, of course, it'd be that class. But um, of course it she would. finally did it. Yeah, she finally uploaded it and she got an A. So, oh, so awesome. Far. Awesome. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, even crazy. She works hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, she, yeah. You better go find this and <laughs> doing yeah. it again. This one's right. not on she me. She even, she even took a picture of it just in case. I'm like, well, that was, that was smart. I would do that with every assignment. Yes. CYA. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I have my receipts. Take, yep. <laughs> Turn this in. Take, exactly. And look, my picture is even dated and time stamped. Yes. Yeah, that's smart. Uh, yeah. You hear that? There you go. The more you know. Yeah, I, like, I, didn't, I, wouldn't, I never even thought about that. Of course, then we didn't have smartphones, but nope, I wouldn't have sure never not. thought to do that. Oh, me either. But that's crazy. So, uh, what you been watching this week? And, um, I, I finished the first season of Insecure, which is on HBO yeah. Max. And um, it's a pretty solid first season. You know, introduced all the characters, the world that they're in. I'm curious what the next few seasons has to offer. And um, Arcane League of Legends on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, so apparently they've been releasing episodes three at a time. So I thought this Saturday was just like one episode, but they released the next three. So I watched one through three last week, and then yesterday I watched the next two episodes. So I still got to watch episode six, and then the next three be released on Saturday. So far, okay. it's good. I'm still not familiar with the game. Apparently, it's a yeah. PC game, an okay. RPG. But um, other than that, I know nothing of it. Yeah. <laughs> Show's good. Okay. Show's cool. Good. Yeah, I might like it. I... Yeah, you may like it. Um, yeah, uh, I finished watching the second season of Lock and Key, uh, based on the comic book series by Joe Hill, who is... Most, whether you may or may not know, is uh, Joe Hill is Stephen King's son, and uh, just his pen name, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, the second season just as weird and creepy as the first, but um, there's a lot of magic and obviously different keys operate different, control different things either in the house or with people in general. Yeah. And. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. There's second season, like I said, uh, I just finished the second season. Which if you're doing the if you're doing the uh, doing it by when it got released, October twenty second, twenty twenty one. Of course, they just dropped the entire series. They didn't do like a weekly thing. Okay, but yeah, it was. 
pretty interesting. Uh, basically, a demon is taking over another kid who's dated to one of the keys that live in the house. I'm sorry, one of the locks. L-O-C-K-E. Uh, so they need a specific, this demon is needing a spe- specific key uh, that can help unlock and return him back to the living and fucking actual living man. He's not having to take someone's body, I guess, and control right. it and have his own. And, you know, rain holy terror. But it is, there's a lot of magic, there's a lot of. Um, you know, different cool things like that, mystery, thriller, you know, a little bit of horror. I mean, it's, but it's very well done. Um, it could get dry in some areas as far as kind of like, kind of like they're not, not a lot's going on. What I'm enjoying in this season is that they're doing a lot more backstory with, uh, I guess it would be the kid's uncle, played by Sean Ashmore, who was... Uh, Iceman from the original X-Men series. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Bobby. Yeah. So they're doing, uh, doing a lot more with his backstory and his past when, as a kid and what actually happened at, during this one event that occurred when he, when him and his sister, which would be the locks mother um, situation that occurred when they were kids that she was less aware of. It's pretty cool. Um, the boy, the my, no, I take it back. It's not going to be her. It's her husband that had died. Uh, he's, he was, he's brothers with Sean Ashmore. That's what it is. So that's how, I mean, he's still an uncle, but just not her brother, brother-in-law. There we go. Okay. And that's how, but they're still, st- they're all still staying close together and everything. And um, some things that occurred during when the two boys were growing up, and some things that went on went down in that house. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I, I'm, I'm digging it. Um, they've already got season three lined up. So if you haven't checked it out and you like that sort of storyline, uh, it's rated TV 14. Um, so. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything too awfully scary. The language is okay. I mean, it's not gratuitous, I guess is a good way to put it. So, not quite CW, but, you know, it's like a step up. Okay. <laughs> not the series or the movies, but, I mean, just, it's like elevated. There we go. So, but it's good. No, the acting's done well. As, you know, I, I really like it. I also finally got around to watching season two of the Umbrella Academy, also based on a graphic novel mm-hmm. by Gerard Wade, who is the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Um, season two focuses on actually the second, there's only two graphic novels that have been out, the original Umbrella Academy, and then Umbrella, Umbrella Academy colon Dallas. So season two takes basically follows that storyline where they after they saved a doomsday event at the end of season one they were they're all trans the uh all the hargreaves and uh members of the family there are transported to different years 
between 1960 and 1963, different points in time, in Dallas. So they're not all dropped off at the same place at the same time. Some of them are dropped off at the same place, but different parts of the years. And then it's about them meeting up in 1963. So some have been there for three years, some two, some one, some just arrived in 63. And about how they all kind of get connected. And first they think they're trying to stop the assassination of the president. But then they turn out they're trying to they end up trying to find their dad who who died in the first season. So they're trying to find him back in you know nineteen sixty. Um, you know it's great because they were um, they reference one character as Future Boy, which I love because it's a reference to Back to the Future. <laughs> so I, I like that. Um, so they're trying to, anyways, about them trying to stop yet another doomsday event. Kate Walsh, uh, who I really like as an actress, um, is great as kind of the villain in this, or at least one of them. Uh, another person that plays uh, her daughter is Ritu, Ritu Arya. Uh, she plays Lila Pitts. We will be talking about her again uh, when we get to her future presentation, because she shows up in that one. So it was great that I watched this and then went straight to watching the movie. So I was like, Oh, look at that. When to do the wheel mode. Yeah. I was like, Oh, Hey, I know you. Anyways, it's great. And it, I actually, I think I actually like this season better than the first one. Uh, there's just a lot going on. Maybe it's just cause the characters are more developed and you already know who they are. And so, you're kind of used to it already, so it kind of just picks up. There is no, you know, getting to know you types. You just you already know these characters and you just pick up and go. Okay. And there's a lot of good humor in it, uh, as well as everything, all the other ridiculousness uh, that is going on. But yeah, yeah, no, I I really enjoyed it. I hope they. It looks like they might be doing the third season. They always set it up for a third season. So we'll see. Never know how Netflix is. So. True. That is true. Um, so we also watched uh, last night. Uh, last night we ended up uh, watching uh, Shang-Chi uh, and the Ten Rings, me, York, and Grayson, because it's on Disney+. Plus. And Grayson hadn't watched it yet. York and I were all about you know, watching it again. And it was hard for me to kind of talk about a couple of things with York because he hasn't watched Eternals yet. Right. Um, whereas Grayson had, but she still is, I don't think, knows enough of what's going on or pay attention enough to know what how certain things from this, from Shang-Chi showed up in Eternals and vice versa, you know, looking back on. So the... Uh, you know, in Shang-Chi, they're trying to prevent basically the Mandarin from opening up that wall and letting the demon out. Right. To which I didn't know what the demon's name was, so I had to look that up. Uh, dweller in dark, dweller hyphen in hyphen darkness. So apparently, according to uh, according to Google, my <laughs> brother's. That's you gotta my brother. My list. brother's. It's my brother's <laughs> nerd talk. That's how my brother talks nerd. So. 
is a demon allegedly sired by Cthulhu from the dimension uh, Everanine. Everin? Everin? Uh, like the demon nightmare. In the new universe, when he first came to Earth, the dweller in darkness fed upon the fears created by the war between the humans of Atlantis and the deviants of Lumeria. So, my question was, basically, is the dweller in darkness a deviant? Because when you look at it on the screen, I'm like, I was like, oh, that kind of looks like it could be a deviant. I wonder if this is, you know, because now I'm just assuming everything's just, you know, connected. everything's connected. Everything's yeah. connected. Because yeah. multiverse. Um, so I, but yeah, apparently feeds on the fear. So I, uh, so that kind of answered my question, but also kind of didn't. So then once again, um, when we were talking about Eternals, basically are Shang-Chi's Ten Rings, did they originate with the Eternals? And uh, again, what I found was basically the Ten Rings are linked to the Eternals through one of more uh, one of the most basic elements in cinema, color. Um, this guy added that there are ten Eternals in Marvel's upcoming Eternals and hint that each ring could correspond to a specific Eternal. Which, of course, goes back to, if that's the case, the Eternals said it so in the movie, they are bracelets. Yep. Yeah. So it's Shane Chi and the Tim bracelets. Boom. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> I would say playback, playback that comment, but I'm like, I'm not going to go back and, you know, find where I said that in that episode and put it in there. Sound gonna, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not, uh, we're not doing all that. We're just going to go with you. <laughs> if you want to see if I was right, there you go. Yeah. Not trying to say I told you so, but I guess I kind of am. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, it's going to be, again, more and more interesting. I'm now wondering if Shang-Chi is going to show, and Katie are going to show up in Spider-Man as well, because why not? Maybe like an end credit thing. Because they showed, because, you know, Wong showed up in the end credit of Shang-Chi, so, like, is he trying to recruit him for Multiverse of Madness or for No Way Home? So, dun, dun, dun. I mean, I know, <laughs> yes, I mean, I know Wong went on vacation. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm curious if, if Shang-Chi was part of that vacation or if it's completely unrelated and it just, I don't know. It's a big, big, it's a big, big plan for Marvel. They always have this, yeah. the, 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 um, you know, the, the pins with the, yep. with strings and, yep. <laughs> it all come together at some point. Like with the Eternals, I think maybe over time it'll age better because all these movies will come out and then you can think back to it like, oh, now I get this. Why did they just do that? <laughs> you know, but, um, but yeah. But it's, yeah, I mean, it's not your hard-hitting Marvel action movie. It's, yeah, it's not the normal. It's, no, it's definitely that's outside why the box. It's, yeah, and that's why it's getting ready to lower. So. Yeah. People are like, but, why don't... It's like, it's getting dinged on the things that people complain about it's like well you want something different you got it and now you still don't like it so you're just not gonna satisfy everybody no of course not yeah of course not yeah but anyways those are the things i noticed while we were watching last night and i do like 
when you watch a movie and then you see the next one and then you go back and watch the previous one and you pick up on things that yeah i was like okay gotcha i see where you're going after having been <laughs> i take a little so. trip in the time machine like oh okay nice. yeah fill in so, those gaps yeah and uh real quick before i forget if uh i kind of post i posted this on our facebook fan group um friend and past guest laura house had got to be a consulting producer i think it is and a writer on the nickelodeon series side hustle uh a kid's you know kind of a older kids you know like york's age mm-hmm. but i guess younger kids could watch it too if they get it um tv show on nickelodeon which is a lot of fun and you know if you have if you're if you have nickelodeon or i guess paramount plus i haven't seen it on paramount plus yet but if you have nickelodeon you're able to watch it i highly recommend it so go show some love and uh you know reach out and let her know how much you liked it so boom boom so get that get that out there so all right we're ready for our feature presentation yeah all righty let's get red <laughs> Here's your this. <laughs> All right, this week's uh, feature presentation comes to us by the way of Netflix. Also in theater, I guess too. But, uh, dropped on Netflix this past Friday. The movie is Red Notice, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot, with supporting roles with Ritu Arya, who I just spoke about as inspector uh inspector das with interpol chris diamantopoulos as sort of and ervachi i guess that's i can't remember how they pronounced it uh dwayne johnson plays john hartley a fbi profiler which didn't do a whole lot of profiling in this, so I don't really see how the, that part was relevant, but okay. All right. Uh, Ryan Reynolds plays Nolan Booth, who is an art thief. So, you know, think Pink Panther, I guess. Yeah. And then Gal Gadot plays the bishop, who, I don't know, plays a spy. I don't, I don't really know what her job description is. <laughs> Disruptor, I guess. She seems to wear many hats. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, there are these three eggs that are linked to ki- that Mark Anthony gave Cleopatra that are solid gold. The third egg has, is jewel encrusted, and um, and when Cleopatra died, I guess thought it was thought that she was buried with it. The other two, one egg was sold in an auction. Another one was, I guess, uh, in a museum. So you have a private collector, a museum, and a missing egg. And uh, as Ryan Reynolds put it in the movie, <laughs> just look for them. Just look for a box that says the MacGuffin. So right. I thought that was, I thought that was funny. That's probably my favorite one. Um, Pretty self-aware. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's it's rated PG-13. It's r- just a couple minutes shy of two hours. 
Um, there's a lot of action. There's Ryan Reynolds trying to be quippy quippy, which landed about half the time for me. Yeah. I like that. You're kind of trying a little bit too hard. Yeah, um, I, think, I think a lot of it was ad living in the direct yeah. project said, hey, let's let's kind of reel that yes. in. Let's stay focused. <laughs> so the movie was written and directed by Rawson Marshall Thurber. That's the name. Um Yeah. Um basically Hartley and Booth have to work together to find the other two eggs in order for the bishop not to get it. I still haven't really figured out why. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like any type of world ending type thing. Like if we get all these eggs together, it's going to be some kind of energy force or, you know, what, nothing, anything like that. Yeah. It's not like Tomb Raider. You know what I mean? Like at least in the Tomb Raider movies, there was some sort of, either biological or world ending thing if if the bad guy got the thing <laughs> yeah got the you know lost item that you had to go find first it was it was more just a competition thing it seemed like yeah notoriety and money <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> i mean there was no real i don't say no real danger but there was no real world ending like need it was just money and yeah, yeah like you said notoriety and i just so that's where i'm i, I kind of like i'm following on that's like you're risking your life for something that's okay so they get it so what but you're risking your life multiple times like some <laughs> because... some some weird obsession that for some reason they just have to do it <laughs> yeah just, we just why are you doing it eh, you know it's there so why not? Like, I mean, for Ryan Reynolds, I mean, it eventually comes out, you know, his dad basically was obsessed with this. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, consumed him. And so that, you know, when he passed, more or less, instead of just being like, you know, I'm think, you know, at least he won't be straight, you know, basically spent, weren't, you know, spending all his time on this. Yeah. You know, I can move, I can finally have a life or whatever. It's no, I'm going to take over. Yeah. <laughs> His obsession. I'm gonna do his. Th- I'm gonna do better. Do, his, yeah. do what he did, but better. But better. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, well, that's an approach, I guess. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And that was it. And, um, you know, at least for the Rock, for him, it was he's trying to clear his name because yeah. basically someone hacked in to Interpol and ruined his name. Put a bunch money. of money, yeah. Put a bunch of you know money into his account to make it look like he was trying to help the rock, you know, the the heisters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the heisters. I think I made up a new word. <laughs> People doing the heisting, the heisters. Uh, so I'm like, all right, man. Um, so at least I at least get his motivation a little bit there. Whereas Gal Gadot's just trying to get the eggs, and nobody cares. Like, there's. For again, money and notoriety, and to prove that she's the best, I guess. Yeah. But also showing that she's like apparently very well connected with various different people. Yeah. She knows. Like, she knows a lot of. <laughs> she knows a lot of people, and it's like, what killed me is that okay, so she knew 
uh, Chris Diamantopoulos' character. As if, like, they're spending every day together. But yet right. she's in all these other countries at the same right. time. I'm like, you can't. That's a lot of travel time. And I'd be having questions where you've been at if I were him. True. But, True. Yeah. but you know, she's pretty face and all that. Yeah. It's like, eh, he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh. But there's a lot of, for me, there's like a lot of holes in this movie. Yeah. Which, you know, it's. It's a fun ride. I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's just there's a there's a lot of holes and different things going on. It's still enjoyable and fun to watch. As much as I love Ryan Reynolds, I thought he was a bit much, <laughs> even for me. And I love him. Like I I, I love all the. He was a little too Deadpoolish, but PG thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It was just like okay, we get it. Maybe. Found back. Yeah. You got like a. 15 one put you at like a seven yeah yeah a seven and yeah but it was still you know entertaining it's just it's not my it felt familiar (laughs) yeah like like with the rock i'm just like so it seems like his movies have to have something involving the jungle at some point yes because he had (laughs) had his fingerless gloves on he had his he had a shirt that was too tight but the sleeves were rolled up i'm like just right. why do you even bo- why are you even bothering with sleeves, man? Back in Jumanji, Rampage, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jungle Exactly. <Cruise. laughs> right? All of them. Yeah. Rundown. Don't forget the rundown. Right. <laughs> oh, it seemed like you got Black Adam, you got Deadpool and Wonder Woman. Yes. All in their alternate yeah. <laughs> personality. Now, now, if you if you want to go mean, oh. you could still say it's all DC. Yeah. Yeah, green. Yeah. Yeah, Green Lantern. I didn't want to mention it. <laughs> that's all right. I, in order to make it an all DC cast, that's how I did it. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. The crossover we'll probably never get in that in that right. aspect. Exactly. Or at least not with at least not with uh, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds as Green no. Lantern. No. But you know they might surprise that's us, right. pull them back right. in. Like, hey, come on. We can do this again. We can do it better. <laughs> Look at this, guys. It's a fever dream. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but I thought it was a cool buddy heist movie. Yeah, I mean, it was National Treasure, except you actually like the characters a little bit more. This <laughs> isn't, you know, no historical you know, thing, but it, it seemed very Natural Treasury-ish. Had at least a vibe to it. So, but I didn't mind. Yeah, I didn't dislike it. It's just, it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. York might like it. I don't know. Great. And shoot, they both might like it. York and Grayson both might like it. Grayson will like it because Dr. Bravestone's in it. That's all she knows. That's seriously all she knows him as. Because I was trying to finish watching the last half of it, and she came down and she goes, Dr. Bravestone. I go, yep. <laughs> so. But, yeah, it's not bad. It's not a bad movie. It's just... I don't know if I wanted more. I don't know what I wanted, to be honest. I went in not knowing anything. I was okay with it. Like, I was okay. It just... <laughs> it exists. Yeah. It's a I just, that like, Yeah. I mean, it's a B-minus, C-plus movie for me. Like, I'm... I don't hate it, but I'm, it's not... I don't like it. Like, I don't want to rewatch it like I do um, The Harder They Fall. You know, where I will rewatch the heck out of that. 
because yeah. I enjoyed it more. I just it was just a more enjoyable movie. Or even watching Shang Chi a third time, it's just a more enjoyable movie for me. But I'm not saying that this movie's bad. It's just not for me. You know, or it's I would say not for me. It's just not one that I would watch over and over. So yeah. But I did. But I did enjoy. Like I had fun watching it. It's just been every now and then type of thing. Yeah. So in this movie, they said no one, including multiple uh, anonymous henchmen, museum or prison guards, are shown dying in the movie. So if they die, they don't show it. That's how to keep it from not being rated R or yep. MA, I guess. And then with the $200 million budget, it's Netflix's biggest budget ever yet for a feature film. Uh, $20 million went to The Rock. About probably 12 to 15 went to Ryan Reynolds. And about 8 probably went to Gal Gadot. Would be my guess. Yeah. Her IMDb, all of them, each of them got twenty million. Oh, okay, there so, you go. But it wouldn't surprise me if it's actually the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you yeah. figure two hundred million—that's sixty right there. So that means one hundred and forty. The actual movie and advertisement yeah. and all that. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm. That was cool though. Okay. Cool. Let's see. So. Staying on Netflix, I checked out the movie Passing, which um, released November 10th and is on Netflix. It's an hour and 38 minutes, directed by Rebecca Hall, which this is her directorial debut. Stars Tessa Thompson, Ruth Naga, uh, Andre Holland, Bill Camp, uh, Antoinette Crow, Alexander Skarsgård. Famous family there, you know. Yep, yep. Um, and I'm gonna mess this name up, but uh, Benga Akin Ak Akinab right. So, uh, passing follows the unexpected reunion of two high school friends whose renewed acquaintance ignites a mutual obsession that threatens both of their carefully constructed realities. So. This movie is based on a 1929 novel by Nella Larson. And basically, it's a chance meeting of two childhood friends. Irene identifies as African-American and is married to a black doctor, while Claire, on the other hand, passes as white and has married a wealthy white man. Um, Irene has a dependable and moral attitude, while Claire is more vivacious and free-spirited, and on certain levels, they're kind of jealous of each other in those regards. Um, so, it's in black and white. Okay. So, that's what kind of drew me, my attention to it first. And then, I like Tessa Thompson. Um, <clears throat> so, so, they meet at a hotel where Claire's staying with her husband while he's on business. And she invites... Irene to her room and they start, you know, just kind of reminiscing and reconnecting. And then her husband comes back, which reveals that he has a true disdain for black people. But he doesn't know that his wife is black because she passes. You know, she's like that light that she can pass and and even makes 
reference to like her getting darker and darker as time goes by, but he's like, you can get as dark as you want because I know you're not, even though she is. You know, she's, so it's like, all right. <laughs> and um, so, you know, they kind of go their separate ways because, you know, Irene's kind of taking view of what her life is and just like, hey, let me get back to back to my life. So Claire starts sending random letters to her, which uh, Irene doesn't respond to until Claire just happens to show up at the house one day and just, you know, like that's something you never, that's something that's not, you shouldn't do. Don't just pop up at someone's house, you know? <laughs> right. Like, even if, like for me, even if someone knows I'm coming, I'm going to at least shoot a text, say I'm on my way or I'm here just, yeah. you know, in case something happens, like, hey, you know, hold off a little bit, you know, we got this going on type deal. But, um, so she shows up. Um, Irene has two boys, and again, she's married to a doctor. Um, and she kind of like they they kind of, of course, the, like I mentioned, the jealousy about how their personalities are. Mm-hmm. And you know, Claire kind of I guess infiltrates in a way. Everybody kind of likes her. You know, the boys like her. She even notices Irene notices the chemistry that her husband has with Claire. Um, she invites Claire out to a to a to a jazz bar. And they have a friend, a mutual friend, her and her husband have Hugh is not really fond of Claire. He's like, he just doesn't, something about it just doesn't click. Like, yeah, she's, she's got this energy about her, but it's just not connecting with me and whatnot. But, um, you know, it gets to a point where Irene suspects maybe her and her husband and Claire having an affair. And, you know, it's a lot of tension between them just from their different lifestyles. Even to the point where Claire reveals to Irene, like, you know, unlike you, I'll do whatever it takes to get what I want, even if it means hurting someone. Which, you know, right there, it's like, hey, <laughs> this is not somebody you want around. But, you know, even after reading the letter, one of the letters that Claire had sent, her husband is like, yeah, you don't need to mess with her. But once he meets her, he just just takes to her just like that. <laughs> you know, um, but I did like the movie. Um, I, re- I re- read somebody's post on Facebook said, as far as the movie, you know, it'd be good to read the book to get a better cohesiveness yeah. of the book of the movie, but which I may do at some point, kind of get back into to reading. And um, but yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was well acted, um, black and white aspect. It's not like a crime thriller, but I felt like the black and white works. And yeah, that was a pretty decent debut. Awesome. I like uh, Ruth Nago a lot. She was great in uh, Preacher. That was on AMC. And, of course, Tessa Thompson's always awesome. Yep. Um, you can't go wrong there. Yeah, uh-huh. I kept looking. I'm like, I know I've seen Ruth somewhere. Then, I, like, I'd only watched the first episode of Preacher. Mm-hmm. And then she also was in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. And um, so I was like, all right, I need to go back and watch this stuff. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it was... Uh, yeah, she was uh, one of my more favorite characters on that show. All right. Well, uh, staying on the theme of red, at least for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wednesday. The day finally came. Clifford, the big red dog, <laughs> dropped on Paramount Plus and in theaters. Uh Thankfully, I was able to talk Grayson into letting us just watch that at the house. (laughs) Yes. Um, So, yeah, we watched it. 
Clifford the Big Red Dog is out in theaters as well as Paramount+. Plus. Uh, if you have any sort of Nickelodeon channels, you will know that they have been running the commercials as if it were the only commercial on. <laughs> Obsessively. It's so bad. It's, uh... Anyways, uh, it's at a runtime of one hour, 37 minutes. Uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog is based on the children's uh, Scholastic Children's Book series. The young girl's love for a tiny puppy named Clifford makes the dog grow to an enormous size. Starring Darby Camp as Emily. Most people, most kids will probably know her, and I guess adults too, from the Christmas Chronicles movies on Netflix. She plays Kate in both of those movies. She was also in Benji uh, on Netflix. And also as Chloe McKenzie in Big Little Lies. You watched that show. Um, anyways, it also stars Jack Whitehall as Casey. Uh, most recently, he played uh, Emily. Um, I'm drawing blank on her name. <laughs> uh, he was he played McGregor Hutton in Jungle Cruise with Emily Blunt. There we go. And Dwayne Rock Johnson. I don't know why. I, like um most people will know jack wild from his stand-up he's got stand-up specials on netflix he's also done some shows on bbc because he is british uh he did a, sh- a, a show called bad education and also did uh, a bad education movie but he's been in a bunch of other he was in good omens as well as well as a bunch of other British TV shows. Um, let's see here. Also stars Isaac Wang as Owen. John Cleese is in it as Bridwell. Sienna Gilroy as Maggie. Tony Hill as uh, Tyrion. David Allen Greer as Packard. Horatio Sands as Raul. And Paul Rodriguez as Alonzo. Russell Peters as Malik. Yeah. So. A lot of good comedians in there as well. Uh, directed by Walt Becker, who also uh, t- directed Old Dogs, um, Wild Hogs, and Van Wilder. So the OG Van Wilder. Okay. Yeah. Not not. Oh, and also directed uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. The uh, what was it? The Chipmunks Road Road Chip, the ro- <laughs> yeah, he directed that one as well. So he likes directing. One? He likes directing fake animals. Apparently, <laughs> I don't know. No, the second one I think was was the Squeakquel. Was Squeakquel. the second one? That's right. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> hey, no, your Chipmunk. They, they, they all just kind of run together at some point. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know what, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> For me, <laughs> so, you're right. Um, so yeah, it it's it's a it's a fine movie. It's great. It is a let me rephrase this. It is a great movie for kids to watch, especially for the target audience, uh, like my daughter's age of seven, maybe even a couple years younger. Is uh, you have to kind of just give in to the fact that it's going to be a giant dog, and obviously. How will it climb upstairs to get into the apartment? Right. Even if it's got high ceilings, 
you know, doorways are still doorways. <laughs> right. You just give into it. It's a big red dog. I mean, just go with it. It's, but it's super cute. It's very Tony Hale really hands up the screen as the villain. You could tell he's having a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it's just it's a cute kids movie. The you know the scene where the where they're taking Clifford for a walk and they see uh, people in those clear balls. You know where they run and chase after each other and bump into each other. Yeah, Clifford thinks they're playing fetch. So he thinks it's like a tennis ball. So he's running after it and you know trying to bring him back. And there's still somebody inside. So ends up popping the bubble thing and bringing it back. It's cute. But basically, Tony Hill is trying to is like one of those big corporation tech dudes that are trying to mutate, find some sort of mutations in different animals to help. With his dog, with his pet food, like I hadn't really quite understood all that. I don't think it's really meant to be understood. Just kind of roll with it. Right. He's doing experiments on animals to try and mutate them and make them better. And so when he finds out that Clifford is special, he needs to know how it got so big. So therefore, he's he's the bad guy trying to chase after the big red dog. So and Jack why? Uh, Whitehall's character Casey is Emily's uncle. Mom's out of town, so he's trying to be the good younger brother to prove that you know he can be responsible and do all these things. So trial and error and whatnot. So it's cute. I don't. I didn't dislike it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It's not one I would want to see a lot, but um, but it's cute and it. It's perfect for its target demographic. I honestly could probably see them making a series out of this out of this movie. the The only issue I really kind of had a problem with is that the special effects for the dog, like the CGI for the dog, seemed like the CGI was like five years old in this movie. Like it's outdated, like by five years. Like that, that's how. Like it didn't look like it was i don't know it seemed like it could have been better maybe it was some software that they were about to run out of the trial on so they had to use it up it <laughs> <laughs> could be that could be but i was like uh, <laughs> it's like this just looks not right but it's just something just seemed off with it i was like i don't know what it is it just seems kind of off but Compared to what we've been seeing from other movies in other studios, not everything has to be as crisp as a Disney or Pixar, but it's just noticeable. Yeah. So, but whatever. So, anyways, Clifford the Big Red Dog, Paramount Plus, and in theaters, it's cute. You know, if you don't have if you don't have either, Redbox is a is a fine fine option. But it is, you know, side note, it is a good way to get kids introduced to the character. So if they like the movie, you can then get them to read the books or you can read the books to them, depending on their age. Right. Um, And so that's a good way to kind of introduce the character by that medium 
and then be like, hey, if you liked this, you all like these books as well. So I'm not going to hate for that. Alrighty. So I hopped in my time machine and went back to 1995 to check out the movie Hackers, which is on Prime Video. Nice. Nice. One of my favorites. As a runtime, well, it was originally released September 15th, 1995, runtime of an hour and 45 minutes, directed by Ian Softly, stars Johnny Lee Miller, Angelina Jolie in her, I guess her first lead role, not her acting debut, but her first lead role. Yeah. Uh, Fisher Stevens, uh, Lorraine Bracco. Um, Hackers are blamed for making a virus that will capsize five oil tankers. Um, I mean, I liked it. It was a cool mid '90s hacker yes. movie. It kind of like when I was watching it, when they were showing the effects of the computer, like when it was in hacking yeah. mode, and you see, I was like, "Man, this is like Fast and Furious, but with hackers." Yep, pretty much. It yeah. is straight up is. You got Matthew Lillard being Matthew Lillard before Scream. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was like, so you got got Dade. He's kind of like the Paul Walker, and then Kate. Is more of a Vin Diesel, but this this yeah. female, so they got a yep. little chemistry, romantic chemistry there. And um, I was just like, man, they're made for each other, especially these dreams they're having. How weird yep. they are! I'm like, yes. I was like, all right, y'all, y'all definitely made for each other. Um, and then I noticed that these hackers, no matter how skilled they are, they're not they're not really great at hiding what they no. do, <laughs> even to the point that they hack in in public and in, in, you know. Out in public, so it's easy to find them. Um, but um, Dade is a, you know, they, sh- they start off with a flashback in 1988 with 11-year-old Dade, Zero Cool, Murphy. Uh, he gets fined $45,000 for crashing 1,507 computers at the same time, uh, causing a seven-point drop in the New York Stock Exchange. And they referenced the 1,507 computer crashing several times in this movie. So... <laughs> Um, but I mean, but it was cool. I was like, because I was watching Honest Trailers, which has me watching a lot of older movies, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I gotta watch this. You know, I was 15 at the time. I wasn't really watching a lot of movies then. I didn't really get back into most of the movies I watched was on TV. But um, once I started going to the theaters, which was my junior year summer, and um, but yeah, this was a pretty cool rewind to go back to. <laughs> it's so and it's so 90s too. Yes. Like it like I, if you were just looking at the picture and like oh it's so 90s. But I love it. I love every bit of this movie. I, it's one I used to watch on VHS um a lot when I was younger. And I don't remember the last time I watched it, but it's 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 been a while, but it's uh yeah, it's definitely a guilty pleasure for sure. And Fisher Stevens is is yeah he's a treasure i love him and, it was uh, funny in the in the um honest trailer video they were referencing fisher stevens playing the evil version of his character from short circuit yeah pretty much <laughs> I, like, I, I went back and looking at pictures from them like yeah i can see that yeah yeah lord nighton <laughs> i just love the names too that i was like man hackers have really cool names Mm-hmm. Who would have known? Who would have thought that? Uh, who would have thought that's just a precursor to online gaming? <laughs> but no, it's it's such a fun movie. Like it's just fun. And there's some good humor in it. 
Jesse Bradford before he went and got handsome. <laughs> being a squeaky little kid. Being the squeaky little kid. Joey. Uh, yeah, no, it's... I love it. Uh, it was Angelino, Joey, pre... Pre, uh, you know, uh, cutting slash sucking Bobby, Billy Bob's blood and all that stuff. Uh, everybody had a phase, I guess. Yeah. Gotta start from somewhere, you know. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, this is a great one. Uh, I think, like, I'd like to show this one to York because I think you'd get a kick out of it. So, yeah, fun times. All right, man. Uh, let's see here. I've only got one trailer. That's just all we got. I mean, everything's yeah. been TV, kind of TV related, and a whole lot of movie trailers. You would think all your Oscar contender trailers will be coming out soon but i haven't seen any yet uh, so the only one i do have is for a movie called silent night which as you can tell is uh is christmas themed although dun 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 this seems like it'll be one of those like dark comedy mm-hmm. like dark comedy horror movies so silent night is nell simon and their son art's are ready to welcome friends and family for what promises to be a perfect Christmas gathering. Perfect, except for one thing. Everyone is going to die. Dum, dum, dum. Being released on York's birthday, December 3rd, 2021. It stars Annabelle Wallace, Kira Knightley, Matthew Good, Lily Rose Depp, Johnny Depp's daughter, Lucy Punch, Kirby Howell Baptiste, uh, Roman Griffith Davis, Trudy Stower, and yeah, so directed by Camille Griffin. So ring in the holidays with this <laughs> Christmas movie. Speaking of Christmas movies, they've dropped what four or five now on Netflix. I'm not watching them till December. I'm sorry. Right. You're not getting any. I don't care how good they are. I'm. You're not getting them. At least after after Thanksgiving, let that pass. Then then watch yeah. then check them out. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not doing it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, even if a couple of them do look good, I have them on my in my queue, but that does not mean I will be putting them on the screen. So uh, this week we have Ghostbusters Afterlife finally making its theatrical appearance after. Originally supposed to come out August of last year, and then summer of this year, and now finally November of this year. So we're very much looking forward to that. Uh, pretty sure the entire family will be going to see that this week. So, yeah, man, about all I got. Thanks. I got. <laughs> I have nothing else. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that as well. Yes. Apparently there's a final trailer out for it, but I'm, um, I'm good. Done. <laughs> I don't yeah. even see nothing else. Yep. I see anything else. That's kind of like I'm already every- hooked. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's kind of like everyone's clamoring for another No Way Home trailer. I go, why? Just if they put it out, I'm not watching it as much as I would probably want to. I'm like, no, I'm good. I mean, they've already put out a poster that tells you more that all you need to know. <laughs> Yeah, more than more than actually more than you really need to know. Yes, like this day and age of the internet, nothing is a surprise. 
So you got to basically shut everything down if you don't want to be spoiled by anything. I'd like to exactly. go into this knowing as little as possible. Same. So third MCU Spider-Man movie. We got that first trailer. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Leave it yep. at that. Exactly. Leave it at that. People are going to watch it either way, whether you know what's what beforehand or not. Yeah. Just, just, just mind yeah. your expectations. Exactly. Always. <laughs> that, that goes, <laughs> and that, that really just goes for everyday life. But <laughs> not I just, just keep thinking, like, what if, what if, what if, the strangest what if, yeah. despite the trailer, nothing we've seen in that trailer is what's in this movie. And it's just right. all this is specifically trailer only. Yeah. <laughs> like they just cut all that shit out. Yeah. Like we'd say, nah. Yeah, that was just good. off of the trailer to get hyped, and then well, it was gonna. Because Marvel's good at doing that. Yeah. I mean, I... when you go back and look at Infinity War trailers compared mm-hmm. to what's actually on the screen, like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, wow. Okay, I see what you're doing. So that's why, yeah. Like even with Endgame, despite what they showed, you do you knew nothing of what the movie was about. Nothing. Nope. So. I'd rather go in completely blind. I mean, I just seeing that first trailer was too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> be like a, be like the Who, yeah, you know, the Who song. Yeah. Won't get fooled again. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Dun dun dun. Anyways, yeah. Uh, so less is more. Yes. So. Anyways, all right, man. Well. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will talk to you all next week because we've got some ghost busting to do this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah! (laughs) Uh, All right. Y'all have a good week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.